very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com, subscribe, get your login, and get the truth hundreds of hours since 2008. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, or have a guest suggestion, either way, I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website. And before we begin with tonight's interview, I wanted to give you a better perspective about Luke Bedwell, tonight's guest. After we conducted our interview, he wrote a very candid letter, and I would like to share some excerpts for your consideration. He said, quote, Before I began writing, I lost my social circle. I was forced to leave my family's home at 18. Everything that made me somebody was suddenly removed, so I had to become somebody else to survive the trauma sustained. My family and personal life and the pain associated with these elements of life have driven me to write because I did not want anyone else to have to live in a way that I did and still do, which has been based on great personal suffering. But that suffering can be worth the cost. If I can aid others to prevent their suffering in the form of these books I have slaved over and the information contained. I wrote these books because I did not have anything else that would provide me with a sense of personal value. But this work has provided me with that feeling of value and your interview opportunity has given me more personal value than I have ever felt before. And I'm so appreciative to you for giving me a feeling like my life is my own, and I have something to offer this world we all share. I hope this can provide you with some more insight than I provided you at the time of the interview. And as always, I wish the very best in your life, and thank you for touching mine. With respect and admiration, Luke. Unquote. So there you have it. I wanted to include this at the beginning and not at the end, so you can listen with a better perspective. Sometimes I like to give an opportunity, a platform, to those who have never had one before. Why not listen to them? Why not offer some compassion? I'm not here for the ratings, and I'm sure you wouldn't oppose to hear from someone you've never heard of before. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. And don't forget to give us your feedback. Enjoy. In a world of infinite ideas, 
There appears to be much chaos thriving within this world. We live within a world that is dominated by war. But are we truly at war with ourselves as a species? If we are at war with ourselves as a species, but live within a world of infinite ideas, whose ideas are we supporting? Have these ideas outlived their usefulness? If they have, are we not worth the effort as a species to desire an existence grander than this one based upon war? Should we not have a world of peace and harmony, opposed to one of chaos, alienation, and prejudice? If we do desire a world that abhors prejudice and war, what are we going to do to ensure we will create this world for ourselves and our progenitors? If we desire this harmonic utopia, we first require a thorough comparison of the ideas we are utilizing and ideas we can still utilize to propel us to this world. Today's special guest wishes to offer guidance so we can find that promised land. His name is Luke James Bedwell, a full-time scholar and researcher of natural law, occult science, comparative religious studies, and is a being living a human experience. His life's purpose is to expel this planetary body of as much prejudicial belief systems as possible on behalf of the source of life, so the species and planetary body can be free to thrive in a harmonic state. And directly from Melbourne, Australia, I would like to welcome for the first time on Veritas, Luke Bitwell. Hello, Luke, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello, Mel. I am brilliant. How are you, sir? Great. Thank you. And Luke, for those people who may not know who you are, and first, let, let me just tell the audience that I love it when our listeners interact with me and even prospective guests. They write to us saying, I would like to be on your show, and this is why. They send a compelling reason. Then I go to their websites. I speak with them. They send me their books. And sometimes I, I grab people from that list, and today's one of them. I remember Crystal Clark many years ago. The very first radio show she did was with us. She sent a book in. The rest is history. So I hope that the same thing can happen with Luke. But, well, but Luke, since you're new to me and to most of the people listening to us, how did you get to all of this? I read uh, some of your bio, but tell us more of who Luke Betwell is. Well, I would consider myself and my occupation to be a human restorationist. And my goal in life is to remove as much prejudice from this planet and from the information streams available as possible. But I, I began uh, seeing a lot of problems in the world. This is probably 2009. And I thought, well, there are all these problems. Surely, surely there's a means of solving them. Then I came to the conclusion that I had no idea where to begin. So that process took me another couple of years for me to find the right people, the right teachers, and uh, learn what, what the information they were disseminating and understand it to potentially myself um, disseminating information, not just based on those people's information, but the information that I've also found, and maybe I could give a, a different perspective on that information and uh, wider information and why these problems have occurred and what we can do to solve them. Because with every problem, there is a solution. But depending on our education, it might not seem obvious. And some of the people that were influential to you when you started? Uh, I'd say the health range of Mike Adams uh, from naturalnews.com. He was the first Certainly. person that I was introduced to. And from him, I found Jesse Ventura, from Jesse Ventura to Alex Jones, Alex Jones to David Icke, Jordan Maxwell, Michael Tesserion, uh, Manly Hall, 
uh, Chris Everard in the United Kingdom, uh, Jeff Rents, uh, Jay Widener, Socrates, uh, Tex Mars, and, uh, and I would say yourself, Mel, as far as how you conduct yourself in interviews with uh, your neutral uh, means of presenting information to the people. I've learned that. Well, thank you very much. Well, let's begin, because we have a lot of information. I have a feeling, Luke, because uh, you have three books, correct? What are the titles of bo- the books, first of all? Uh, the, the first one is The Structure for Societal Sanity, an expose of a psychic dictatorship. Uh, the second is a parenting manual, uh, The Meltdown of the Nuclear Family, a guide for responsible parenting. And the third is Gods and Humans, What is the Difference, a Code of Ethics for a Medieval World. I have a feeling that we're going to be scratching the surface today because every chapter carries so much information. So if we cannot finish it all, maybe depending on the audience reaction, we may have to bring you back. I just want to say that from the beginning. What is the structure for societal sanity? I would say, given uh, the information I've been exposed to and my interpretation, is that It is the public institutions of education, media, banking, uh, psychology, and uh, the programs that are regurgitated by them, the the war on drugs, the war on terror, the war on carbon dioxide, the war on uh, firearms and self-defense, that these programs are an anti-human doctrine that is being promoted by a series of filters uh, that the elite who finance all of these institutions uh, protect themselves and conceal themselves with. So the people who end up supporting and uh, regarding that information uh, can no longer recognize what it truly is to be human uh, via information, via ideology, and will eventually serve the, the people that enslave them without recognizing they were enslaved by uh, a lack of being able to compare available information. So it's a, it's a war on our minds, it's a war on the consciousness, and it's a war on the subconscious, which is, I view as the ultimate enemy of the structure for societal sanity. Pieces and filters who operate on behalf of the, the ruling class, but submerge themselves behind those institutions so no one recognizes that they are in fact mouthpieces for those institutions so there's a it's like the hydra submerged in the water you can see its tentacles but you can't see its head and um going from uh, conspiracy theory through to alex jones uh info wars and now to yourself uh mel um uh, I, I was lost in the beginning, but um, because I did, I, all I knew was mainstream media, mainstream education, uh, everything mainstream. Uh, and uh, now I've gotten to the point where I, I view all those filters as an alien system. Um, Posing as being human, but because people aren't exposed to alternate information streams other than the ones readily available, then we don't know how to discern between alien doctrines and human doctrines, which has led me to write these books, 
which you, you referenced the, the first one, the structure for societal sanity and expose of a psychic dictatorship, um, is, is being a, a book for anyone who wishes to explore this field of alternate information. You can learn about the, the flaws of the psychiatric system, the banking system, the education system, and the various programs of the structure for societal sanity, which they impart to us, hoping to turn us from human beings into acolytes of the structure for societal sanity via controlled information and by limiting our conscious state by weighing down our subconscious with prejudice. And I enjoyed reading throughout your book. Uh, it's well written. And by the way, folks, you know, you may be listening to somebody who might be in the future recognized as somebody who has woken and awoken and then waking more people up. You never know. And this is why I like to give people a chance to come on this program. It happened with Crystal uh, Clark years ago and with with a number of other people. So I'm hoping that some of the information that Luke will be sharing with us today might be meaningful to all of you because of what it seems is that you woke up just like many of us. Many of us were, were me exclusively. Before 9-11, I was totally asleep. And it was until a few, few years after that that event, that very event, was the one that woke me up. And it seems that with you, the same thing happens. You go knock on, not, not literally, but you go to the Alex Joneses of the world. You go to, to Jay Whitener and you go to Jesse Ventura and then you start opening doors and those doors open more doors and then you make your own decisions and your own conclusions. But one of the things I like about your book, and we're going to focus on one of them because we don't have time to discuss all of them. There are over 300 pages each, I believe, that you begin each each segment with a question. And I like that because it's it makes people look, okay, what is it that you're trying to say? For example, beginning with something that we find to be part of our culture, that very word, culture. What is the definition of a culture? Well, as far as I can tell, it's a, an agreed upon set of beliefs, which that can be in form of religious beliefs, it could be medical beliefs, any any kind of beliefs that bring a the people together and work together for a common cause, I would determine that to be uh, a culture, but uh, there's a, an environment surrounding it which isn't commonly recognized, and that's how those beliefs impact each member of that culture and if they're open to other ideas or not. Just in synopsis. Do you think that culture is embedded, perhaps epigenetically, into our DNA? It seems there's a, an ancestral memory in, inside of our genetic sequences, which has this yearning for for more. We, it, the self, you might say, that uh, works through us desires us to to constantly test our limits and and to grow and expand and and to build build something new for ourselves and for the the world around us. So I would say. Um, it's an intergenerational um, sp spawning of ancient ideas, but depending on the state of the the conscious beings in the, the universe at that time, there there might be a greater urgency for uh, different 
ideals and beliefs to replace the previous, which I say we would very well be in at the moment. Now, the title of your book is Structure for Societal Sanity. What is the structure for societal sanity? Well, it's the the public institutions, uh, the education system, the banking system, the psychiatric system, systems of government we're aware of, and the different programs like uh, the push for uh, global warming, uh, terrorism, uh, the war on drugs. And you can go through the list, but these are all programs to uh, suppress the subconscious. And it's not an attack on humanity itself, these institutions, because humanity is a reflection of something larger, and that's life itself. And if you can suppress the subconscious, then you can... Pr- prevent the development of every species in the universe uh, by preventing them from accessing uh, more of their genetic sequences or more of their ancestral memories. So then if, you, if you're confronted with an overwhelming problem, uh, ha- how do you begin to solve it if you don't have access to the information which could help you solve it? So that's why I view the subconscious of humanity as the ultimate enemy of the the internationalists or the parasitic life forms posing as as humans in uh, high places of business and, and government. You say something very interesting here regarding the hidden hand. You say if you control the art of the culture, thereby the information the culture has available to it, the population can be developed by a hidden hand without being aware of it. The dominant art of today is represented by popular music, cinematic films, blood sports, school curriculums, and the last being television, which promotes all of these arenas as the greatest accomplishment we can grasp. Are you saying that even art, the art that people put out with their own inspiration, and that inspiration, the source is part of this hidden hand, not really ours? Well, we're connected to everything that is, was, and ever will be. So whether we want to accept it or not, and that, that's up to us as neutral life forms, whether we want to or not. Um, no, no matter what we're distributing, there is something more than just us working. I, lo- I look at us as being conduits or avatars. Uh, we're, we're here to play God to the best of our abilities and Everything we touch, we leave our imprints upon, and we leave our imprints upon the psychic field, and all of that is connected to everything else. So I would say yes in that case. There's always a hidden hand, just of of what degree and which spectrum of the duality of the, the hidden hand of life itself are we working on behalf of? Are we working on behalf of the forces of ego, which is recognized commonly as Satanism or Saturnism, or are we working on behalf of self that desires teamwork, restoration, unification, reconciliation, which would then create a more pleasant experience for us? When you mention Avatar, of course, a lot of people write to me saying that after watching the movie Avatar, it makes you wonder if we are someone's avatar. But that implies control. That implies that there's something out there controlling us. Now, who directs us? Who directs these 
outlets and and who writes more importantly thank you for listening to unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats downloads transcripts exclusive articles and more subscribe to veritas plus now gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008 just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe you want to know subscribe now to listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material proceed to the veritas plus member section or join the veritas plus family by subscribing click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com don't forget to visit the veritas store for focused life force energy get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required and if you want to get in touch with mel want to be a guest on this radio program have a guest suggestion or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.